Now Podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Hello, Friday. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. morning. Got to turn the microphone on. <laughs> Good morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, which is a free download on your smart speaker and driving in on the old car radio. So yesterday, you guys uh, <laughs> you guys asked me to uh, try and uh, and see how long I could go without... Uh, Putting on deodorant. And yeah, what? I mean, for those of those who don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we I didn't mean, ask for that. <laughs> you suggested yesterday in your useless fact that uh, a replacement for deodorant is just simply eating uh, exorbitant amounts of garlic. Yeah, that somehow the garlic kills the toxicity in the body that uh, causes the stench from for BO. So... You're saying that garlic is an alternative to deodorant in some cases. So you were testing because you had already offered up the fact that you'd eaten a stupid amount of garlic the night before. So we were like, oh, and you haven't had a shower today. You haven't put the bio or the deodorant on today. So like, let's see how this goes. So I asked my wife uh, yesterday how she thought what she thought of my idea. And here's how she felt about his smell. No, actually, I can smell it now. Ooh, how much garlic did you have yesterday? Actually, no, I'm not, like, this is not acting for radio. You stink. Like, garlic, honestly, it's like a garlic farm. Oh, my God, take a shower. Go away. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to barf. Go. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm going to barf. Wow. That went over well. Yeah. So, I guess what we learned from this theory and this useless fact of yours was that, yes, you could eat a crazy amount of garlic to try to kill your BO, but the garlic is going to be the thing that kills you in the end, or kills your love life anyway. <laughs> also, I think the other thing we learned is that uh, Stu doesn't have great useless facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it disproves your facts. Debunked the theory. <laughs> when you think useless, think of Stu. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. You know what? I think it's time for that intro to get redone because I get insulted every time that intro runs. Aw, <laughs> pumpkin. You liked it when you heard it. I know. <laughs> we still um, love you. Okay. You, you, you sure? Yeah, even okay. though you're useless. Okay. Uh, you like bananas. Who doesn't like bananas? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And brains. Do we okay. like brains? What Hi. do bananas and brains have in common? They both start with B. Yeah, that's all we got. Uh, no, and they both end in S, but that's not it. In a day, your brain uses the energy uh, contained in, in two large bananas. So in a day, the amount of energy your brain uses equates to um, two large bananas. So that would mean like that our brain is burning around close to 200 calories. There's like 100 calories in a banana. So that's yes. pretty crazy. And even like more, <laughs> even more. Uh, here's another uh, sub fact to that useless fact: If you give me a score higher than eight, your brain actually burns more calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm. You know what I use? Uh, I actually use one of your useless facts. You, Come on. You at one point about bananas said that if you ate one before going to bed, that it would help you sleep better. Yeah. Do you remember he said that one time? Okay. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do that now and i feel like i sleep better every night weird? you eat a banana i eat at least half of one every night before bed now you mm-hmm. see before before thank you very much see did you give me credit yeah that's probably he, the only one i've ever used you credit right <laughs> okay now. so what do you mean <laughs> um to that fact i have a um uh, not a glass but a mug of chamomile chamomile uh, before Camomile. bed. Yeah, well, it's one of those things that helps you sleep better. It's a like tea, the magnesium yeah. or whatever yeah. it is in it. Yeah. You see, yeah. my useless facts actually have a purpose in life. Okay, mm. well, there you go. What are you okay. going to give that fact today, Janelle? Come on, come I on, Janelle. Mean. Come on, come on. 
It's Friday. I think I'll give you a seven this morning. <gasps> Everything in the body burns calories and like takes energy to work. Yeah. I'll give it a 7.5. I'll squeak, right. I'll squeak it in there for you. All right. All right. Uh, to the scores we go, a 10-0-30. If this is the first time you're listening, you basically give a score eight or higher and you're automatically qualified for the Hall of Fame. Speaking of which, Stewart's number one favorite fan, also a new, newly minted Hall of Fame member. His mama gives him a 10, and you hate bananas. That's true, mother. I don't like bananas unless it's in a shake. I don't actually, I would never peel banana in really? it whole. Really? Oh, no. they're so good. So the texture. Just... Yeah. Uh, Bonnie and Yuri, the dynamic duo, uh, very confident, uh, Bonnie says, that hers uses less than <laughs> 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 her brain. Uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, Boss Traveler says, oh, I go ape over this fact and give you a slippery <laughs> 10. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Kentville, eight. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, uh, pretty no. average. Mr. Kentville, eight. Stu, Janelle, and ten. What does that mean? Hmm? Uh, read Mr. Kentville's. Am I reading that wrong? You wrote Mr. Kentville, eight. Stu, eight Janelle. for Stu. Janelle gets a ten oh. for whatever you said. I'm not sure what I said. That <laughs> deserves a ten. Okay. <laughs> Tom from Orleans says, "Hey, Stu, I'll give you a ten as I'm using a bit of my energy right now." Thank you, Tom. Mm-hmm. That's actually uh, Tom may get into the Hall of Fame next week. Oh, uh, Connie, the wound care nurse, only giving you a six this morning because what? she says, if you think about how much your brain organizes during the day, it's really not that surprising. Mm-hmm. It works mm-hmm. really hard every day. Maybe your brain doesn't, Stu. <laughs> he doesn't eat bananas, so he doesn't <laughs> have, have that link. power in my brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the latest in all things viral, pop culture, and news. Here's what's trending on Move 100. Well, no doubt about it, there is a huge market for these reality dating shows. But we haven't had a lot of them here in Canada. We had The Bachelor Canada. Yeah, we did. What else have we had? We had, uh, didn't we have like a version of Love Island where they went to like a resort or something? I don't know. Whatever, ours are lame in comparison usually. (laughs) Well, this one sounds pretty awesome. I actually like the idea of this one. A new one is coming to Canada and it's called Farming for Love. Oh. And this is targeting farmers. And basically, you open up your farm and your hearts to a select group of urban singles. <laughs> and then you live and work together on the farm and you date these people just like in The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. And you immerse yourself in at a series of challenges and like what farm life is like and one-on-one dates. And the goal is for the farmer to find their one true love and someone wow. who can actually help them run the business. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, I I will watch this. 100% I will watch this. But being someone who grew up on a farm and meeting people (laughs) who have never been stepped foot on a farm and taking them to my farm, like, I don't know how great love would go in that situation. Like... You got to work hard. You got to work hard. These people Mm -hmm. are going to be getting a good wake up call. (laughs) So it's going to be all filmed in BC and it can be BC farmers, growers, ranchers, vintners. So not just necessarily, you know, production farms, Mm -hmm. but like it could be like wineries and things like that. We know there's a lot of them in the BC region. So farming for love. Yeah, they're uh, casting right now. uh, So that's going to be a good one to watch for. So if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a GIF is worth millions, right? The a image, GIF or a GIF? It's the GIF. 
Okay. It is the GIF. So the image file format, of course, is now what? Like the main form of communication for us when we text <laughs> on social media, yeah. right? Yeah. It's what everybody uses now. You've got the glass-raising Leonardo DiCaprio. You've got the mic-dropping Obamas. Classic. Yeah, classic. So we have one man to thank for all of that. His name is Stephen Wilhite. He is the inventor of the GIF. He passed away uh, just now from COVID at 74 years of age. Oh, wow. He he invented the GIF back in 1984 when he worked at CompuShare. And That's how long. gave a damn. Well, wow. I mean, it was slowly, slowly yeah. trickled into what it is now. But I mean, the very first image was just an airplane flying like on a, a like a static kind of sky. Right. Wow. But he, when he received the Webby Award, Lifetime Achievement Award for inventing the GIF, he was called to the stage. He maintained a poker face the whole time. He said nothing. And as his acceptance speech, the words, it's pronounced GIF, not GIF, appeared on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he was emphatic about that. So if you've always wondered, is it GIF, is it GIF? It is GIF. He holds up like a a jar of GIF peanut butter and like says, this is how you pronounce it. Just like this. That's funny. There you go. And that's what's trending. Well, a girl's trip from 10 years ago has turned into a social media investigation, and she's gone viral for it. So this woman, traveling with her friends 10 years ago in Spain in their 20s, met up with this group of guys, one of the guys, one drunken night, says he'd pay for her to tattoo his name on her butt. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she did it. What? So for 10 years, she's had the name Daniel Ford on her butt. And so she thinks only now, like 10 10 years later, I should probably try to find him, track him down and uh, see if he remembers this because... I mean, she obviously yeah, remembers. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so uh, I don't think she's had a, uh, you know, a, a success finding this man yet somewhere in the world. But have you ever gone on vacation and met someone that maybe not in a tattoo form has had yeah. an impact on you? Like you stayed connected with somehow in your life? Definitely. When we uh, were on our honeymoon 20 years ago in the Dominican Republic, uh, I'm walking along the beach with my wife and this... A uh, couple comes up to us and says, hey, you're still man stew. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Oh, so they were already from Ottawa. Yes. And they and, already knew who you were. And they said, hi, I'm Kathy. I'm Craig. And I, I we're from Orleans. And I'm like, hi, I'm, I'm from beautiful. Uh, I live in beautiful Barhaven with my new wife. And this is uh, my wife, Connie. And we've been friends for like 20 years. Wow. Well, we don't get together often, but when whenever we see each other, we pick up where we left off. It's a great a great friendship. Yeah. That's well, awesome. That makes it easy that like yeah. they're actually from on like Ontario, icebreaker like <laughs> Ottawa because yeah. the people that I've met and stayed connected with are from different countries. Oh, <laughs> that's harder to connect. So, yeah, I went on a trip to Belize uh, with a group and it was 10 days and I was with this girl. Like honestly, we clicked within Hours of meeting each other. People thought we had known each other for years. Aww. Thought we were sisters. And she was from New York. And the following year, I went and I spent a long weekend with her. She showed me all around. We haven't seen each other in quite a few years now, but we stay connected. I mean, there was another guy that I met while I was in Thailand. And but we... you're also a social, social butterfly when you're on yeah. vacation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And this guy and I like basically dated for like five months. He was from Britain. And <laughs> was we, he a ginger? We like FaceTimed, we chatted, we texted each other good morning and good night. Like we were like in. Ooh. And then he started to flake out. Oh, uh, he got ghosted? And he started what? Kind of ghosted flake me. out. What's and and then out. I met Adam, and the rest is history. Oh, is so she? Adam was the one right after this guy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Does, does flake out mean just kind of like uh Have you never own? heard the expression Come flake on. out? I, I have not. That's a, no. I was today years old. <laughs> what? <laughs> flake out. Like, you just kind of disappear. You kind of like, okay. you know. Yeah. I thought it was ghosting. I, thought yeah. that, I can't keep up with ghosting, all these terms. Ghosting, yes. Flake out. It's flake like out an older, way before it's an older okay. term. Yeah. 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 Like when you just lie on the couch, you're flaking out. Like no. you just kind of get lazy, right? You just kind of okay, so if this people guy doesn't flake re- out on plans all the time, like oh yeah, I'll totally yeah. get together with you, and then you don't. Yeah. Okay, so if I don't want to get together with you, I, I just decide to ignore you. I'm flaking out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. This is not new. All this was around this, all these since terms, you were these, old. <laughs> I know. Young, I mean. Uh, so some of you, this has happened to. You guys have been sharing your stories with us this morning, meeting a partner, a couple, a best friend on vacation that stayed in your life. And so much so that some are really connecting, like even over FaceTime, like very often. Yeah, we're talking like time changes don't even matter to this. Like we're talking across the world. People have been in wedding parties after meeting on vacation. So for example, we're talking literally the other side of the world here. Barbara says that they met a couple um, who were from Sydney, Australia on a cruise ship when they were in South America. They clicked and now they FaceTime every three Thursdays and they're actually planning a trip to get together in 2023, they say, to do a cruise in Antarctica. Ooh, lovely. Oh, speaking of wow. Australia, Melanie um, said she met a guy when she was an exchange student in Australia back in 97, and they still talk almost daily. Wow. Wow. Got another shrimp on the barbie, mate. Oh, God. I'm sure he loves That's that. That's like not an easy yeah. connection to keep in place. Like, yeah. they're like, what, 12 hours ahead of us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it takes planning. That's <laughs> a friendship yeah. that takes planning. Yeah. Uh, this is cool. I mean, we talk about how long some of these relationships have lasted. So, Patty met uh, her friend Teresa while they were vacationing with their families when they were 13. <gasps> wow. They became pen pals writing letters oh. for several years how cute is that and attended each other's weddings and she's still her best friend now to this day wow that's so cool that's That's dedication because i mean you think about it now it is a lot easier to to keep in touch with these people there's facebook there is whatsapp there's so many different ways for you to you know stay connected yeah one of these stories here i think this is so cool because guys we actually facilitated this really so two of these friends here met on one of our trips we are very famous for bringing down a ton of winners with us we've Mm -hmm. done our breakfast in barbados breakfast in mexico and shelly and karina both met on one of our trips. They were both winners, and they've been hanging out ever since. That was years ago. That's That's cool. It's crazy to think about how small the world really is, like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Because, sure, those are two people coming from Ottawa, but just listen to this, like, roundabout story. Kelly says they met a couple from Newfoundland when they were in Mexico. 14 years ago. Well, then they stayed in touch. They eventually went to Newfoundland to visit them for uh, a wedding for a different friend. They stayed with them, met her sister, had the whole spiel. Turns out her sister is best friends with someone who lives in Stittsville and is a neighbor and a friend of Kelly. Oh, Oh my God. God. Like, what? Six degrees of separation. (laughs) 
latest in all things viral, pop culture, and news. Here's what's trending on Move 100. So John Stamos teamed up with one young girl to pull off a pretty epic surprise. It all started, this young TikTok star named Jax shared a video of herself performing the Full House theme song in honor of Bob Bob Saget when he died. It was a video that took off, and John Stamos saw that video. Some way, somehow, she ended up getting connected with him and then planned this video with him to surprise her mom, who is a massive fan of Uncle Jesse. (laughs) So she says, I love my husband, but John Stamos is my love. (laughs) So in this viral now TikTok video, Jax and her mom are singing. They're making up video in her room. And then in walks John Stamos into the room playing guitar to jump in on their song. Listen. My mom is Uncle Jesse's girl. My mom is Uncle Jesse's girl. Hey, Uncle Jesse, my mom your biggest fan. You married? No. So mom's jaw is on the ground. He goes, you're beautiful. Are you married? Mom's like, no. (laughs) See ya, hubby. John Stamos is here now. I'll pass. It's very cute. So speaking of John Stamos, he recently took part in a special night to remember his dear friend Bob Saget. A few of Bob's closest comic friends got together at the Comedy Store in West Hollywood to memorialize him. So this was a seriously impressive list of comics. Jim Carrey was there, Chris Rock, John Stamos, Jeff Ross, John Mayer. Just uh, a limited number of tickets were made available to the public. It's a very small place, but uh, not a lot of people have seen this. So it was all recorded, and Netflix has now locked it up. So that special tribute from the Comedy Store for Bob Saget is coming to Netflix in June. Oh, cool. This will be very Very cool cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah, just telling stories and really, really cool stuff. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Who's made the cut, Janelle? We have Jessica and Rini on the line this morning. So, uh, Stu, you and Rini will play first. Good morning, Rini. Good morning. You can help me get back into the win column, right? We'll do our best. Okay, choice of categories, please. Thank you to Lucy Charette, who sent in our categories. We have books or music. Oh, wow. Which do you like? Uh, hmm. Got to choose, Rini. Okay, music. Okay, music. All right, here we go. Three... Two, one. What am I doing? La, 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 la. Humming. Singing. Okay. And the words to the songs are also called? Okay. You're, you're playing um, blank. You're playing the guitar. The, An the, instrument. Yes. And uh, it's a great It's a great tune. Another word for a great tune. It's, it's great. Great. Song. Yes. And not, not the tune, but. Okay, I just ruined that. Okay, what are we doing? <laughs> Sorry. Um, we were looking for lyrics. Lyrics. The lyrics, yeah. the words, yeah. And tune was one of the words, but yeah. Stu blew mm-hmm. that one. So. Oh, sorry, yeah. Stu. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys ended up with three, and just hang on the line, and we'll see how that holds up. All right. Okay, we go to Jessica. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we have to beat three, all right? Okay, I'll try my best. That is our mission. Our category is books. Books. All right. Okay. Here we go. The person who wrote the book is the author. Yeah, and they're printed on pages of paper. Yeah, and you get lots of books in the you take them out from the library. Yeah, and all the numbers in the book are it's divided by 
chapter? Yep. Uh, when you're uh, really, you have a big exam coming up, what do you have to do? Study. Yes. Uh, another word for a book, um, it, you're reading a... Novel? Yes. Um, and you turn the... Pages? Oh, oh there you go. Yes. Way to go, Jessica. Solid work. Thank you. All right. Tell Jessica what she's won today. You're Sorry, Stu. to the movies, Jessica. We've got a pair of passes and treats for two to Landmark Cinema. Movies are better together. Landmarkcinemas.com for your showtimes. That's awesome. I'm going to have a very happy little boy. Oh, oh sweet. Perfect. Enjoy. What's your little boy's name? Yeah. His name's Huxley. He's right here with me. Hi, Huxley. <laughs> Going Morning. to the movies. <laughs> Have a great time. Stuntman and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Are you the most boring person on the planet? Let's find out. <laughs> so there was this sort of data ranking, you know how they do these things, and yeah. they asked people to list what they perceived as the most boring jobs that someone could hold, but also the most boring hobbies that someone could invest their time in. Yeah. Oh. So uh, sorry if you do this for work, <laughs> because if you do, people think you are very boring. Um, data analysis. Accounting, tax insurance, cleaning, and banking. Four out of five uh, deal with math. (laughs) So (laughs) basically, uh, math is perceived as boring, I guess. Yeah, and I don't think that that came as any shock to anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you're already in that industry, you might even know it yourself. (laughs) That is uh, a little boring. But they also talked about um, hobbies and whatnot as well. And you know what? We are all guilty of a hobby that makes us boring, guys. Like what? Watching TV. Oh, God, that's the best pastime ever. Yeah. Binge watching. <laughs> sleeping. That's boring? They How does sleeping? sleeping make the list? Sleeping, sleeping makes you best. a boring person. <laughs> what? So yeah. that's two uh, out of three right now that, yeah. that I have going for me. I mean, the other hobbies listed here are observing animals, religion, and math. I didn't know math could be that's a, a hobby. That's a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> Sudoku. But apparently it is. So, oh my gosh. Um, uh, is religion a hobby? <laughs> I know, right? I thought that was like a passion mm-hmm. and that was like a, a way of life for a lot of people. So. Observing animals is considered boring. You know, I was at the nature trails for March break and I was watching. There was a whole group of bird watchers mm-hmm. out there and mm-hmm. they were taking their photos and they were talking birds and they were talking the coolest one they'd seen there. They did not look bored. They were very happy to be bird watching. I mean, like? you, you, t- you tell me those people who are making all of those animal documentaries with like Nat Geo that watching and stealthing and hunting out a lion in the bushes is boring? No, that ain't boring. That, that's not boring. If, if watching horses makes me boring and binge watching TV shows and sleeping, I'll, I'm all for it. Mm, but you don't do the math part, so you're not no, totally no, boring because no. <laughs> you don't know math. <laughs> the latest in all things viral, pop culture, and news. Here's what's trending on Move 100. Well, move over condoms. <laughs> there might soon be another male birth control method on the market because scientists have developed the first non-hormonal male birth control pill with 99% effectiveness in mice. 
Wow. <laughs> Obviously, they have to start with the mice, right? Yeah. I guess the problems in the past is that everything that they've come up with has affected a man's testosterone, which means a lot of weight gain, et cetera, et cetera. So a oh, lot of, but uh, yeah, the yeah. ladies, our <laughs> right. hormones can be messed with, but not the dudes. So a lot of side effects with it. So they finally found a way to do it without targeting the testosterone, and they bypassed that, but found a way to dramatically reduce sperm counts in mice to the point where it was 99% effective in preventing pregnancy. Wow. But then the mice could father pups again in four to six weeks after they stopped it. Okay, that was my next question because that could be a huge problem. Doesn't make you sterile forever. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So right now they're going to start human trials uh, at the end of this year. I know, crazy, right? That is a lot closer than I thought we'd ever get. Right? I know. So, a lot of people go play at the casinos and the slots and, you know, bet on things like that because they want to win the money and keep it. (laughs) (laughs) But when Drake does that, he has so much money, he just plays for fun. And so, recently, when he put a bet down on a roulette wheel, and you know how they, uh, was it Wesley Snipes that says you always bet on black? Always bet on black. He did. And he won a million dollars. Oh, good for him. Pardon me? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, he did. But he didn't keep it. He turned good. around <laughs> and he donated that to the LeBron James Family Foundation um, for kids. And he took a, another chunk of that money and he went to a Toronto steakhouse where he actually filmed some of his video headlines back in 2011. Met up with this kid who is going to be like a superstar basketball player. But he's had a hard life trying to get to this point. And he just casually gave this kid in his mom $100,000 towards investing in his future uh-huh. and then gave another chunk of money to this guy's coach that has been with him since the beginning trying to oh, help this kid. Wow. Yeah, That's pretty cool. And Drake's like, this is why I gamble. I play for fun in the hopes that I can turn around and just find ways to spread more love with it. Okay, yeah, cool. Hey, yeah. uh, get a gambling problem, Drake. Yes, keep gambling. <laughs> yeah. keep, keep doing Dude, it. Do more of that. <laughs> and that's what's trending. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. A couple of mom friends, Holly and Heron, used to joke about creating this mom commune one day. And they would let their spouses visit periodically, but they would have it dialed in in a mom commune. They joked about it. But then, as life happened, they both got divorced. And the logistics of being a single parent, plus the costs of living where they are in the Washington area, hit them along with the pandemic. So they kind of thought... Why don't we do this? Let's pool our resources. So within a weekend, they found the house. And then these two single moms found another two moms. And they all moved into the four-unit house together, sharing the ups and downs of life, also raising their kids all together. Mm -hmm. They said it's almost like this spiritual safety net every day. She's like, I could be my worst self. I could be my best self. They see me for who I am, and it's all okay. Of course, things do get messy sometimes. They don't know whose socks are whose. There's iPads, Mm -hmm. dishes, cups, a lot of exchanging that occurs between the kids. A lot of it's not usually planned. And the kids range in ages from 9 through 14. So Yeah, so they all have built-in friends in the house, sort of like a cousin-like relationship. Mm -hmm. There's always someone to play with. And for the single moms, this co-housing arrangement works out because if someone wants to go for a run or just run to the store, there's always someone there to cover you, right? So, I mean, 
There is logistics, though, right? And they do treat it as, you know, a communal, you know, relationship that way. So they have regular homeowner meetings. They discuss the real things like when they need a roof repair or they have yard work expenses. Usually they'll do that over a bottle of champagne, but (laughs) but they do it. Um, But the cool thing is because so many people are watching what they're doing and how they're able to make it through as single moms on this sort of communal, uh, you know, regime that they do. They're fielding questions all the time from other single moms who are like, how do I get in on this kind of arrangement? So I don't know, like, it's funny because my friends and I, who all grew up together as well, we've always joked that one day, like later on in life and retirement, if God forbid we ever lost our husbands, that we would do a communal living situation (laughs) like the Golden Girls. Right. And we actually call it the GG house. We joke about it. And it's just funny. See, these moms, like they joked about it. Then then, there they are doing it. They're doing Mm. it. So reality could be, I have a Gigi house one day. (laughs) And that's all the feels on Move 100.